Hey there, welcome to Beyond the Bikini podcast, where you can enhance your body and your mind. My name is Nicole Ferrier, exercise science grad, certified personal trainer, bikini competitor, and coach. On this podcast, you will learn more about my experience in the fitness industry, competing in bikini competitions, mental health, and how to gain more success in your own life in your fitness journey. So sit back, relax, or power through this cardio session and enjoy. Hey guys, so before we dive into today's episode, I just want to give you a heads up that Alec and I unfortunately were going through some tech issues, so the audio at times might not be the best quality, but I promise you guys that this episode is going to be worth it. So I hope that you guys tune in regardless and just want to give you that heads up. All right, let's dive into the episode. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Beyond the Bikini Radio, and today we have Alec Britton on. She is the assistant coach for Nicole Ferry Fitness. Welcome. Hi, thank you. Glad to be back. I feel like it's been a minute since we've had you on the show, so what's new for you with your fitness goals, life? Why don't you give us a little mini update? Sure. What's new for me? We finally moved into our house. That's been like a two and a half, three-year journey. So that's been fun, um, trying to get settled in. Uh, life is little Colt broke his leg, so that has also been very challenging. Fitness-wise, I am more so just trying to get back into a routine. Um, being in the middle of a move and then having Colt home with me and him not going to school has been kind of put our world upside down. So focusing on the basics again, finding when I can get my steps in and when I can get my lifts in and just kind of bringing back all of that into, you know, finding something that I can be more stable with. Yeah. I mean, I know just last year you were in competition prep, so it's like kind of interesting to see like how fitness can shift depending on like what's going on in your life. It is. Yeah. Sometimes I look back at where I was at this time last year and I'm like, I'm so glad that I competed when I did because I couldn't imagine trying to be in prep right now with everything that I have going on in my life. And I do think that's like the perfect example of how we go through phases and also, you know, that push and pull because there's times where it's like you think that you can take on so many things and really it just causes so much overwhelm. So I'm really glad that I'm not competing this year because it, it would be a lot for me. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the last time I competed was 2021. And I look back and I, I don't even know how I did it because I was planning a wedding and we moved into our house and it was really overwhelming, to be honest. And I mean, it kind of translates into the topic we're going to be discussing today, which is the importance of having a building phase so you can look leaner when you decide to jump into a fat loss phase. Yes. And, you know, this is something that when I started my fitness journey, I, I never really understood the importance of it. Um, but I do see it a lot with my clients now. And even now with myself, you know, I'm eating a significant amount of calories, even in probably a slight surplus and really focusing on, like I said, routines, but taking this time to build. So when I am ready to compete again, maybe next year, maybe the the year after, I don't know yet, but I will hopefully be able to bring a much better package then as well. 
Yeah. I mean, I feel like this is a big mistake I've also made where I was so anxious to cut and be leaner that I never really dedicated the time to build the mass. And although I admired physiques that had like the strong looking shoulders or the fuller legs or fuller glutes, like I desired that for myself, but I honestly just wasn't willing to put in the work and be uncomfortable and, and gain the body fat. And so that really set me back. And I, I personally feel like it also has prolonged this pro card journey. Yeah. I mean, even when you're not competing, like I said, I see it with a lot of my clients. I actually just had this conversation with one of my clients this week and where she started with me 1600 calories over 300 minutes of cardio and we look at her starting pictures versus her pictures now. I think she's been with me a little, maybe almost five or six months. Um, now she's eating around 2,200 calories, 60 minutes of cardio, and she's put on so much lean, lean tissue. And she even reflected herself in saying, you know, when I look at my starting photos, I kept thinking that I just needed to diet harder and diet harder when really the shape she was looking for was just in putting on more muscle and it completely changed her, her physique. So I see it with a lot of lifestyles clients as well. Yeah. I mean, most people, when they say they want like a leaner look, what they're trying to say is they want more muscle and some women get super freaked out whenever they hear muscle because they think of like a, a big bodybuilder, but we're talking, you know, some lines here and there. We're not t talking like this crazy extreme look and that doesn't happen on accident. And so let's kind of go into a building phase and answering some common questions. One of the most common asked, I would say, is how long should I dedicate to a building phase? So when I'm looking at it in a client for a client's perspective, I always say you should at least build as long as you cut for, if not double that. Um, and ideally, the longer that you're in that building phase, the more you're going to have to show for it the next time that you do go into a deficit. So you really can't go wrong with spending a significant amount of time in the building phase, because not only does it increase your muscle mass, which gives your body that shape, increases your BMR, but it also mentally, it's a great spot to be at because you don't have a lot of cardio. You're not having to be super dialed in on your uh, diet the way that you would be if you were cutting. And so it's just really a nice place to be at all around physically and mentally. Yeah. It also just kind of depends on what we're working with. Like if you are uh, an athlete, like an athlete growing up and you have more history resistance training and you weren't as like in as a aggressive cut, then you might not have to build that long. Like if your nutrition just wasn't in check and, but you were still eating again, your building phase might be shorter versus someone who is, let's say the over cardio, like your client um, maybe even underweight, maybe they don't have a whole lot of history with sports. Like they're going to have to dedicate a prolonged period of time building. And I know a lot of people freak out when I say like one to two years, but it's going to do your body some good. And that's going to really allow for you to just master the basics. So then when you are ready for a fat loss phase, it's going to be very simple because the only thing changing is just going to be how much cardio are you doing and how many calories are you eating? Exactly. Yeah. I was trying to explain it of 
you know, you have these really big targets when you're in maintenance or in a building phase, the targets are really big. So you don't have to be as strategic with your aim. You can still hit that target. But as the diet comes in and the deficit comes in, those targets get smaller. So it's going to be a lot easier for you when you do enter the deficit if you were really good at hitting those targets to begin with. Because trying to flip your life upside down overnight is going to be very challenging. And that really sets a lot of people up for failure or they set themselves up for that failure. So calorically, where would you say is like too low to start a fat loss phase? And where would you say you like to see your clients at when they are in a building phase? And, and this can be a range. So I'd say as, as with everything, it depends. Um, but if you come to me and you're already eating, you know, 1600, 1700 calories and doing a massive amount of cardio, you are not ready to hit a deficit. You're not ready to go into a deficit. Um, you need to take a significant amount of time with building those calories up, taking that cardio down, focusing on progressive overload. So if you're coming to me at 1600, 1700 calories, I would, I would already say, no, you're not giving me any room really to take away from. Um, and then ending the deficit or like ending the build, I guess is what I'm trying to say is also, it depends, but watching biofeedback, watching how their body composition holds and taking that significant amount of time to get them as high calorically as we can without putting a lot of excess body fat on. So if they're still, you know, holding their shape pretty well, obviously the scale is going to go up. Your clothes are going to fit a little bit tighter, but if you're able to hold, you know, your physique pretty well and be on shoot even sub 2,300 calories would be amazing. Um, and doing bare minimum cardio, like 60 minutes a week, that's a perfect place because you have to always want to, or realize that the more that you're on, the more calories you're on, you're going to be able to lose weight on without starving. So that's always the goal. Yeah. I think a lot of women play it too safe. Like this was a mistake I made too with building phases or, I would even have like coaches at the time where they would like only put my carbs at like 200. And I remember the first time in my life that I ate over 200 grams of carbs, I was like mind blown. And like now I'm like over 300. And I think some coaches just play it super safe in a building phase, or even if they don't have a coach and you know, someone's on their own, they just get nervous to eat even more than 2000 calories. When I've had clients where I've had to put them on 24, 25, 27, even 3000 calories in a building phase. It's not unheard of. And for any men listening, you know, it can even be higher than that. So try not to limit the calories that you're consuming. Some people don't need as much as others. Like I've seen more petite women where they only need to go like 2000 calories in their building. But again, everyone is different. I've even seen complete outliers where someone's hundred pounds, they're super short and they're eating 2,300 calories a day and they're not gaining weight. Um, you know, we have these unique outliers. So there's not really a one size fits all, like you were saying, it does depend. And then in terms of a fat loss phase and making that transition, well, we have to have something to cut from, like you said, like we can't be adding more cardio if you're already doing like an hour of cardio a day, or we can't sustainably cut calories if you're only eating 1400 calories a day. So yes, we need calories high. Yes, we need cardio low. But another thing I wanted to point out is 
I know if someone's ready for a fat loss phase, when they stop asking me for a fat loss phase, like when they've come to the point of just <laughs> accepting the phase that they're in, that shows me that they're ready to, you know, move on to that next step. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, when you make the decision of obviously what I'm doing is not working, like I need to spend some time in a building phase, putting muscle on, don't put parameters on yourself. Don't put a ceiling of like, I'm going to hit 2,300 calories and then I'm going to cut. Like, Just listen to the biofeedback that you're getting, take your measurements, take a look at how you feel, what you see in the mirror. If you're, if you hit that, you know, invisible ceiling that you put for yourself and you're still feeling strong and of course, it is going to be uncomfortable. So go in already knowing I am going to get uncomfortable. It's temporary. There's a goal at the end. But I mean, I came to you last year whenever I was ready to compete and I was above 2,400 calories with no cardio, which that's not to say that it made my prep easy, but I know for a fact it made it a heck of a lot easier because I was able to start, you know, losing weight and getting competition ready on a lot higher calories than I necessarily would have if I came to you eating 2000 calories. So I did have more wiggle room and that at the end of the day, that's the goal. Yeah, exactly. And I think, um, the cap thing is huge too, like the calorie caps, but also the weight caps. Like if you're in a building phase, you have to understand that one, your weight is probably going to go up. Are there situations where people, maintain or lose weight in a quote unquote reverse diet. Yes. But that's kind of another talk for another day. Um, <laughs> but you have to be okay with seeing the scale go up. Like my big mistake is I, I set weight limits for myself and that really held me back from one pushing calories, but also gaining size. And again, the look that you want is a more muscular look that tissue doesn't weigh zero pounds. It's not like you can have this perfect exchange of let's cut body fat from here and add muscle to here. Like it doesn't work like that. So you have to be okay with the scale going up and people get kind of confused when I tell them like when you gain muscle, you're also gaining some fat tissue, just like in a cut, if you're losing some body fat, you're also losing a little bit of muscle, but these two tissues are pretty correlated. Like, are there ways that we can support muscle mass in a cut? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, you're in a def deficit and your body's going to still cut into your muscle tissue. And that's why also in a building phase, you know, would we all love to just build pure muscle? Totally. But if you are a natural athlete, again, lifestyle clients, you guys probably are not on any sort of enhancements. You are going to gain some body fat in your building phase and that's okay. Right. Yeah. And I like, you know, how you say, obviously the muscle does have a muscle weighs something. So if you're going in with the intention of building muscle, then you need to prepare yourself and understand that muscle weighs something. So when you step on the scale and it's going up, that was your goal. Your goal was to put on more muscle mass, which would mean that the scale does go up. Um, I also did a reel on this in the past of the way that I had this goal pair of jeans. And once I spent a couple years lifting and feeding my body appropriately, I was thinking I could get into these jeans when they still didn't fit. And so that's another thing that I see people struggle with is, you know, my clothes aren't fitting me anymore. It's like, yeah, because you built these great glutes like those 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 jeans fit you whenever you didn't have glutes now you do those jeans fit you when you didn't have quads now you do so it's okay to grow out of those things 
um, because you're growing into the physique that you're, you're working for. And that's actually something to be celebrated. Yeah. I mean, women's clothing in general is just not really built for a muscular body. And of course, every single brand creates different sizes and use different models. But a lot of people too, I think, hold on to clothing too long where they've had it for like five, 10, maybe even 15 years. And then they get upset when they don't fit into it. And I used to do this to myself when I was like in college, I remember trying on jeans in high school and I would get so mad when they didn't fit. When in reality in high school, I wasn't really lifting. Like sure I did sports, but I wasn't really lifting. You're technically still a child, <laughs> you know, you're like what, 14, 15, like you're still a kid. And right, so you, right. you can't really compare to these different phases in your life either. Um, and it's just close. Like there's no reward that you get from fitting into something that you've had for like 10 years. Absolutely. Yeah. I've, I've held on to things for so long that it's like, dang, they went out of style and came back, <laughs> back into style. So I completely get it. But um, yeah, there's basically not having a goal weight, not having a goal size, not putting ceilings on things of, you know, I don't want to go over this weight or I don't want to go over these calories and just taking it as it comes. So another misconception I was going to talk about too of the building phase is that the recomping is going to just happen in the build. And so we have to understand that there's a cycle that we're going through. And sometimes it takes multiple cycles of building, cutting, reversing, and then either maintaining or building again. So you're not just going to build and get dramatically leaner. You're going to build, you're going to have a little bit more body fat during that time. And that's where you're adding on the tissue. And then when we cut is when we're kind of cutting down those layers and then we're seeing what we got. Do we have the muscle mass we want? Do we have the look that we want? great, cool, let's reverse up to maintenance, right? If we're unhappy with our muscle mass, great, cool, let's reverse up to a building phase and add more size. And I think people get mixed up where they think, oh, I'm just gonna build and then transform into this way leaner version of myself. Yeah, and that's, that's very difficult to do if you're not, body recomp is going to be extremely difficult to do if you're not a beginner or coming back from taking time off or an enhanced athlete. So it's much easier for you to just pick a lane and stay the course. So instead of trying to build muscle and lose fat at the same time, you need to say, okay, I'm going to dedicate this amount of time to building. And then after that, I will see where I'm at and decide if I'm ready to go into a deficit. And then if you're in a fat loss phase, you need to focus on being in a fat loss phase and really embrace the fact that you're not going to be building lean muscle at that time. So pick a lane and stay in it. Don't try and do this, the two simultaneously, because if you don't fall into one of those three categories, you're going to get very frustrated. And so like, you're not seeing progress when really it's hard to do. It's almost impossible to do all of those things at the same time. Yeah. Trust me. If you could do it all at the same time, we would all be doing it. But like you said, enhance people, 
they can get away with this or a complete newbie where they can benefit from the newbie gains and that body recomp. I mean, I think my first year of lifting, I actually gained like 12 pounds, but I know I gained a lot of tissue that year. Like that was the year where I stopped fitting into all of my zero genes <laughs> and had a mental breakdown, but it's actually a good thing. Cause that's where I made the most gains. And, um, you know, with these phases, you have to really commit to one at a time. Like when you start to try to double dip or you start to miss the other one, you're not going to get all of the benefits. So you just got to be all in with process. Yeah. So committing and staying the course, because a lot of times what I'll see is women particularly will say, I want to build muscle and then they'll see the scale creep up and then they'll get scared. You know, the scale went up, my clothes don't fit. I think I need to cut. So then they're cutting and there's that vicious cycle of I still don't look the way I want to. I know I need muscle. So then they go and increase their calories when really it's like two steps forward, two steps back. So you're staying in the same position because you don't allow yourself to get uncomfortable and stay uncomfortable for long enough to see changes. Yeah, definitely. One thing I wanted to highlight too in a building period is just how important it is to pay attention to your programming and your training. And then also taking progress pictures because a lot of people ask Nicole, Coach Alec, how do I know I'm building muscle, right? And the one way you know you're building muscle is if you're getting stronger and if your muscles are looking larger in size. And so I feel like you can't really see that unless you're taking the pictures and you have to give yourself like a chunk of time. Like don't just compare week to week because you're not going to see your booty gain like three inches overnight. It's going to take some time. So maybe every 12 weeks or every six months, try to compare where you started and see like, oh, do my glutes look fuller? Do my lats look fuller? Do my arms look stronger? And then also look at your logbook. Are my lifts getting stronger? Am I improving my form and technique? Am I improving my tempo? Those are all areas to really highlight in this building phase because sometimes when we're in a cut, we can overlook that. Yeah, absolutely. Progress pictures, your logbook and measurements, guys. Like I've seen some of my girls go from like 35 inch glutes to 37 inch glutes and it's, you know, their, their butts more lifted. It's like, all of these things are starting to, you're starting to check the boxes with your physique and being consistent with your programming. And like you said, Nicole, you know, are you lifting heavier? Is your form better? How's your rest? How's your recovery? Like all of these things are determinants of progress and not just, you know, always looking at the scale and those pieces of data as your only form of progress. Yeah, definitely. And so when we're looking at um, a fat loss phase too, what I want you guys to think of, and I've used this analogy before, is in your building phase, you're kind of walking up a staircase to build these calories up and decrease your cardio. When we've reached that top of the staircase, that's when we can have that conversation of entering into a fat loss phase again. But a lot of you are only halfway up the staircase or you're one fourth of the way up. So we've got a lot of wiggle room to work our way up and then we can talk about going down. And that's kind of like the spectrum of fitness in general is either you're higher in calories or you're lower in calories, but you can't like go up and up forever and you can't go down and down forever. Yeah. yeah. And again, you know, just realizing that 
when you're halfway and you want to pull the plug is usually when you're uncomfortable. But I feel like people, it's, it's always that grass is greener. Like we talk about, you know, when you're in a deficit, you can't wait to eat more. When you're in a building phase or a maintenance, you can't wait to cut. And it's because you reach that uncomfortable point. So when you're in a deficit, you're uncomfortable, you're hungry, you have a lot of cardio, you can't wait till you have less cardio and you can eat more. But then you reach that point and you're eating more and you have less cardio, the skill might go up a little bit and right away you want to be in a cut. So really just embracing the uncomfortable. I don't know how many times I can say that because really this is a conversation that I have almost weekly is you have to get uncomfortable. If you're not reaching your goals, you haven't reached your goals thus far. It's because as soon as you feel the slightest bit of discomfort, you go the other way. So when you're looking at that staircase, you're like, hey, I'm halfway. Probably this is usually where I turn around. You have to keep going. So, Alec, how do you keep your clients motivated in a building phase? And what are some things that you've even focused on for yourself when you're in a building period or taking a time, taking the time away from dieting? And this could even be, you know, how you stay motivated and how you resist that temptation to go into another cut again. So for me personally, with my own building phase, this has actually been the hardest one yet because anybody who's competed knows that once you get that lean, you you never see yourself the same again. Um, so now where I'm on the other side of things and I'm trying to get uncomfortable again and build because I know I need to grow, I'm, I'm basically having these same conversations with myself of I know I need to get uncomfortable because I want to build, I want to grow. Um, And I'm also just trying to remember that when I was my leanest self, I didn't have the freedom that I have right now. I didn't, you know, I wasn't able to lift as heavy. I was more fatigued. I was low energy. Um, All of these, you know, we always remember like the bright side of when we're super lean and, you know, when we're feeling our best are like, we feel like we look our best, but internally we don't always feel our best. So I try to remind myself of that Um, with my clients, same thing. You know, I, I try and tell them the grass isn't always greener. We need to focus on the phase that we're in muscle weighs something like we've talked about. And then also kind of pulling that hard, hard truth and that support of, you know, you've done it your way for this long. You keep dieting down and you don't have the look that you want. So now we need to try it this way and give it time. Dieting will always be there, guys. And I think that's where people get so caught up is, you know, the scale went up. It's going to be summer. I'm freaking out. It's like the diet is always going to be there. But building muscle takes time. So having a lot of those hard conversations with my clients and also with myself, because I'm right there with you guys. Yeah, it almost just like reminds me of like a relationship in a way where it's like in a building phase it's like oh summer's here you got a diet and then this vacation's here got a diet or you are you have this event you got a diet and that kind of projects the whole diet culture thing in a way where women feel like they always have to be smaller or look a certain way or seek external validation when that's actually not healthy either um, and kind of getting away from that in general the other thing too that's hard to grasp for a lot of people is in a building phase, you're talking about like how good you feel, how healthy you feel, how strong you feel, but many people have never felt that way before. And so when you try to project um, 
how good someone might feel, they can't really get it because they're like, well, I've always felt kind of tired or I'm used to, you know, eating these super small meals. And so it's really hard to picture anything else for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's hard too, if you're always either comparing to somebody else or comparing to your past self, um, it's really important in a building phase to just stay in your lane. Um, and I have to remind myself of this too, sometimes, because I know a lot of competitors around like January, February, they usually start to go into their, their comp prep because they'll compete in the summer. And for me, for this year, January, February is like where I knew my health was kind of tanking. And I was like, dang, you know, I'm having all of these gut issues. Like it was not a time for me to diet. But when you're scrolling through Instagram or seeing other people, it's like, okay, well, they're cutting and they're getting leaner and they look shredded. Or even whenever I'm comparing to myself at this time last year, I'm like, dang, I was a lot more lean. But you always have to remember, just stay in your lane. Don't worry about what other people are doing. Don't worry about what size you were at this time last year. Just focus on where you're at now and where you want to be. Yeah, environment is huge, right? You can't be focusing on the past. You can't look at pictures when you were your smallest self. You can't look at what other people are doing because when you're doing that, you're going to start second guessing what you're doing and it's going to cause a lot of stress on you. Um, it's so interesting too because I find people live in two different spaces. They live in the past or they live in the future and then they forget to live in the present. And so they're so focused on these other two time frames that they're not making the most out of the phase that they're in. And so if you're in a building phase, just focus on conquering it week by week, especially if you are working with a coach, like just conquer the week. Okay. You don't have to worry about where you're going to be three months from now or six months from now, or even two years from now, just focus on each and every single week, because before you know it, you're going to see the changes. And I, I hate the saying, trust the process. But when you start to really trust the process, then you're going to see the gains Then you're going to feel healthier. And then it's all going to come full circle again when you do decide to diet again. And it was a way more enjoyable experience. Right. Yeah. Trust the work. I mean, I know you said trust the process, but trust the work guys. If you're, if you're putting in the work week after week, day after day, and you're showing up on the hard days and on the good days, eventually like your work is going to come to light. Um, and really treating your building phase with as much dedication as you treat your deficit. Like a lot of you guys will be so full on in your deficit. You're checking all the boxes. You're getting your cardio, your steps, you're pre-tracking your day, your sleep. But then whenever it comes to the building phase, you kind of let those habits slip. And that's when it gets hard to, your consistency isn't there. So it's if it's not there, then obviously, you know, the work that you're not putting in isn't obviously going to come to light either. So making sure that you keep those same habits when you're in a deficit as you do when you're in your building phase, treat it with the same amount of dedication and discipline because both are equally important. And I would even argue a little bit more that the, the building phase is even more important. Yeah. I mean, the building phase it's hard because you're not getting the instant gratification to keep you motivated, but you got to 
not get too sloppy with it either. Because if you start forgetting to eat meals, you're low on protein, you start skipping workouts, you're not really getting the most out of that phase. And then I feel like people make that connection of like, well, last time I did a building phase, it didn't do my body any good. And it's like, well, no, because you didn't fully do the building phase. You weren't paying attention to your nutrition. You weren't really lifting. You weren't following a program. You're kind of doing your own thing, right? And fitness comes down to having structure and organization. And when we have specific physique-based goals, we have to understand there has to be a level of effort in that. That's not to say that I don't think you can have more flexibility in a building phase. I definitely do. And I do encourage that. But you can't just like wing it all the time because you're going to feel really frustrated with your results. Yeah, yeah. And really recognizing that most every physique that you admire is has been built when these people are not dieting. So I know you guys have probably heard, you know, the body that you want is built when you're not in a diet. And and that's really true. And not everybody's not very good, and I, myself included, at showing that phase because it's always the aftershots. Because um, there's not a lot that people want to show when they're not feeling their best, but realizing that that's the after photo, you know, that's not the the during when people are in the trenches feeling uncomfortable, their clothes don't fit, their abs aren't showing like, so that's the time when you're putting on that muscle mass that then you're revealing when you're in that deficit. Yeah, and you also don't know, like, if you're on social media, and maybe you're looking at other people in a building phase and you're like, oh, like, how are they leaner? How are they eating so much more? It might not be their first building phase either. I actually had someone just DM me asking me, and this isn't to like toot my own horn, but she's like, wow, you're eating so much food. And like, how are you maintaining that body composition? And I'm like, well, this isn't my first rodeo. This is probably my fourth very serious reverse diet. And so I feel like I've gotten to the point where I've really mastered it for myself, right? And I've also been lifting for years. And so we can't really compare calories to calories, reverse to reverse, because everyone's phases are going to look different. And someone that has more experience, of course, it's going to look maybe easier for them, or maybe it just looks different for them in general. Yeah, there, that's where that comes, that thing comes in of, you know, not comparing your chapter two with somebody else's chapter 20, because some people have been lifting for eight years. Some people have been lifting for eight months. And so you're going to be, you're going to handle it differently. You're going to look differently. It's it's all going to vary from person to person. That's why it's important that you just focus on you. And when we talk about social media, I had a client ask the other day, you know, how is a certain person maintaining their physique on 2,800 calories but yeah, I take mine to 21 and I gain two pounds. It's like, well, for one, that person may have a lot more muscle mass than you. And for two, how do you know that that person's eating 2,800 calories? You know, just because what you see on social media, like you don't know if they're taking a picture of that and eating it or not. So everything needs to just be based on you and how you're responding and remembering that you're not always getting the full picture. Yeah, exactly. I mean, social media, you only see so much. And I know, like, especially being in the bodybuilding space, there's so many people that I knew, where I'm like, ah, they've got an eating disorder behind closed doors, you know, and it's like, their social media was not like that at all. And so you don't really know what people are struggling with, they only show you what they want you to see. Um, You know, for myself, like, and you, Alec, I feel like we're like, 
really authentic, but at the end of the day, like you don't know our full, full life. That's even like, if I do like a full day of eating and I post a, um, donut or cookie, you know, I get people thinking, well, all she eats is donuts and cookies, right? Like, how does she look that way? And it's like, no, 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 it's perspective. So yes, I have my fruits and vegetables today, but I wanted a donut today. So I also had that. So I think people can kind of get certain posts twisted and they don't receive the message properly. Yeah. And yeah. like you said, it all comes down to, you know, how one person may have built up their metabolism, their muscle mass, and they may be able to keep their physique on a higher amount of calories. And just because you're not able to at this time doesn't mean you won't be in the future. It doesn't mean that, you know, this building phase is a wash. It's just, it takes a lot of time. And I think that's where people really get discouraged because we want everything right away. And so when you talk to someone and you're like, yeah, it probably takes you about one to two years, you're like, mm, yeah, never mind. So just realizing when you when you enter this phase that it's going to take time, it's not overnight. And the more dedication that you have and commitment to the process, the better that your results will be in the end. Yeah, to be honest, I mean, if you're about to enter into a building phase, that's the exact time to contact working with a coach because a fat loss phase seems to be the only time people are like, oh, I'm going to go hire a coach now, right? I need more accountability. But a lot of you guys need accountability in a building phase because you're too relaxed with it or you freak out with the scale and you need that reassurance and that objective eye. And so commit to the building phase too. Like some of my clients that have had the best body recomp and the best, the best gains are the people that stick with me like through the build and through the cut because they see the value in all the phases. Yeah, accountability is huge. Um, I think that's really overlooked because people think, you know, it, how hard could it be? You know, I'm going to eat and I'm going to lift. But that's where I'm saying a lot of leniency comes in and then habits start to slip. So instead of doing your programming four days a week, you're three days a week and then you're two days a week and then you're missing a week and you're, you know, instead of eating or like tracking your macros of 130 grams of protein or whatever else, you're like, okay, well, I have all this extra food. I'll just go through the drive through. So habits start to slip and then you're not taking it as seriously as you do your deficit. Yeah. I mean, even taking away the timelines, right? Because when you have a timeline, it, it could be easier to really stick to your goals where it's like, oh, for this wedding, I want to look this certain way or this vacation, I want to look a certain way. And when there's no end date, it's like, ah, like, what am I shooting for, you know? Yeah. And, yeah, and with a deficit too, and with building phases, remembering that no one's forcing you to do this. You know, if you're at the point where you're just so uncomfortable and it's just really messing with you mentally at that point it's like no one's forcing you to do this you know you can and with a deficit as well if you're that uncomfortable you're miserable to be around like no one's making you do this you can always just live at maintenance and yes it will take longer but it's it's a choice we have choices yeah I mean that's such a great thing to point out is we're kind of talking about two ends of the spectrum building or cutting but maintenance is a very real place that you guys should be living most of your life and you can still see 
a lot of great changes in your physique, just as long as you're, again, going back to that consistency, as long as you're staying consistent, leaning into those healthy habits, nourishing your body enough, you're going to, you're going to see great changes and it doesn't have to be just about gaining weight and building muscle or, or cutting. It could be about just enjoying the current body that you have. Exactly. Yeah. We don't always have to be focusing on, on changing our body um, necessarily. You know, there's lots of other things that fitness brings to you, you know, whether it be your relationship with food or structure and your health and there's things outside of that. So if you reach that point where you feel like this isn't adding to your life, if this is not adding to your life, then you definitely need to reassess where you're at and make those changes because fitness is supposed to add to your life, not take away from it. So if you're at that point where either you're in a deficit or a building phase and you're feeling like this is so much extra stress, I'm uncomfortable, I'm, this is just not, you know, worth it to me, then that's where you need to step back and, and say, this is, this is not the right time to do this. And that's okay. And that's okay. Yeah. I was even going to say just managing expectations and everything that you're paying attention to. Cause sometimes people just get data overwhelmed too. And like, Hey, like if weighing in all the time is stressing you out, you can stop doing that. If taking measurements is stressing out, you can stop doing that. If paying attention to your steps is stressing you out, you can stop doing that, you know, track what feels doable for you. And that's not going to overwhelm you. And that's going to help out a lot. Like even for me and this building phase, I have three days off from tracking. Would that work for some people? Absolutely not. Does it work for me? Yes, it does. And so this has been my middle ground. This has been my balance because me personally, if I had to track every single day, of the week, given the fact that I've been tracking macros since 2014, I just honestly would rebel against it and just say F it altogether. And so sometimes you just got to kind of step back and redefine what is going to help me stay in this process. But again, managing some of those variables that I'm collecting. I agree. Yeah, managing expectations is huge. And I've done that myself over the past couple of months as well. I, I did kind of decrease my training um I went to three full body days and that's and at first it was really hard for me because mentally I'm like I've done four days before I know I can do this I just need to you know being really hard on myself like get my crap together but it's like my life is different right now you know I'm I have grown and my roster has grown as a coach so I have that on my plate I had to move I had different things going on where it's like I can still see a significant amount of growth by just putting in my full effort and being consistent at three days a week versus being inconsistent at four days a week and being stressed out about it. So really, you know, putting those expectations for yourself of what can you realistically do? Not what do you want to do? We all want to do different things. We all want to train, you know, five days a week and get 10,000 steps and et cetera, et cetera. But what can you realistically do? Yeah, that's a great point. So Alec, I feel like this conversation is going to help a lot of people. I know many people might be entering into a building phase or they're currently in one throughout the spring and summer months, which can be really triggering for a lot of people where they're like, oh my gosh, I want fat loss so bad. But, you know, we believe in you. We know that you can power through this phase as long as you're applying some of the mindsets that we talked about today. And then Alec, where can people find you if they're wanting to connect more? I'm on Instagram pretty much all day, every day. <laughs> Alec Britton Fitness underscore. Um, that's the best way to reach me. 
I like, I try to do recipes and some stuff that can help you guys mindset, some workouts, things like that. So you can definitely find me there. Yeah. And Alec had her two year anniversary on Instagram. A one year, one year anniversary. Oh, one year. I guess I read that post wrong because I felt like two years was too much. <laughs> no, it was one year. Uh, yesterday was my one year anniversary. Yeah, well, I just butchered that, but you've come come a long way. She's got a lot of tips, so make sure you guys check her out. I'm going to leave her information down below. Um, Alec, you know, works alongside me, and and she's she's a great a great piece of this team, and you know, she she does really good work here. You're crushing it with your clients. Oh, thank you. Yeah, my I've I've definitely learned so much and continue to learn and of course, pushing myself out of my comfort zone as well, which is why I try and encourage all, all of you to do that. So yeah, exactly. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and we will see you in the next one.